Pastor Ramsell Harris. We thank God for him. We thank him for coming here and bringing the message here this morning. But if you will right now, if you just stretch out your hands towards Pastor Harris. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come right now. We're standing on your promises right now. We need to hear a word from you, Lord. We pray to Lord God that our ears will be open. Lord God, to where we can receive what it is that you have to say to each and every one of us. And we ask that you would order our steps. So Father God, right now we pray to Heavenly Father that you would give us a man of God. Heavenly Father, all the wisdom, Lord God, that he will come forth, Lord God, and bring forth your word. Heavenly Father, so that we all can hear what it is that you have to say to each and every one of us. For it is in thy son Jesus' name we do pray. Now and always. Amen. God's people say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Let's give Jesus great praise in the building. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There is a word from the Lord. If you go to Jonah. I want to give honor to um, the pastor of this house, Pastor Ventus, and um, we're hoping for a speedy recovery. Amen. 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 And to my lovely wife, who is uh, my favorite preacher. Amen. And my best friend. Amen. Praise God for her. Amen. Praise God for you all. I feel like I'm family. Amen. Amen. Although y'all didn't have that special punch that you always have when I come. <laughs> we'll get through it. We will get, we will get through it. Amen. 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 Jonah chapter 1, go to verse 17. And we'll go through chapter 2. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Chapter 2. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me, and your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from my sight, yet shall I again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over, my, over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought up my life from the pit. O oh Lord, my God, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you 
What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. For a few moments, I want to talk about the gospel according to Jonah. Please pray with me. Eternal God, we need a word from you. Have your way like only you can. Thank you for being God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, I don't know if you know it or not, but life ain't easy. Sometimes it's Satan's fault, sometimes it's our fault. But life ain't easy. And I know the proper way to say it is that life is not easy. Uh, but when you have experienced the reality that life uh, does come at you fast, that depression does exist, that the joy at times seems like it's a myth and God at times seems absent, the phrase life ain't easy is the best way to put it. Have I got a witness? Anybody in the building? And not only is life not easy, but marriage ain't easy, parenting ain't easy, employment ain't easy, weight loss ain't easy, looking at Trump ain't easy, making rent ain't easy, being single ain't easy, pastoring ain't easy, and pimping ain't easy. The reality, the reality is that life ain't easy. In fact, about it, life is much like the Morton Salt commercial, that when it rains, it pours. I like to call that a storm. A storm is when every single morsel of your life is being attacked by the enemy. A storm can be powerful, painful, and pulverizing. Life can bring about a plethora of storms that can literally mess you up if you are not careful. Have I got a witness in the building? It was Langston Hughes, you know, that, uh, that he knew something about storms uh, when he wrote the words, a crust of bread and a corner to sleep in, a minute to smile and an hour to weep in, a pint of joy and a peck of trouble, and never a laugh but the moans come double. He said, and that's life. It was Job. Job understood storms when he said, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Okay, you may not be feeling me. It was Grandma. Master Flash and the Furious Five who knew something about storms when he said, when he said, don't push me cause I'm close to the, I'm trying not to lose my, <laughs> because life is like a jungle sometimes, it'll make you wonder how I keep from going. Under it's a storm, and sometimes storms come because we bring them on ourselves. Amen. Certainly Jonah knows something about this. I picked this text this morning because Jonah has daddy issues. Jonah has daddy issues. I, I, I saw it fitting for Father's Day because this man literally has father issues. Have I got to witness anybody in the building? You do know the story, don't you? <clears throat> God told Jonah to go and preach the gospel to the treacherous ghetto called Nineveh. And jo Jonah refused and ran the opposite way. And don't be too quick to judge Jonah. I can, I can dig it because Nineveh was wicked. Nineveh was known uh, as, 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 as skinning people alive. They were, they were known. Jonah, Jonah was going to a place uh, would be like a modern-day Ku Klux Klan city. 
if you will. If, 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 if God had called an African-American to go and preach the gospel to skinheads, it would be something much like this kind of situation. And instead of going to Nineveh, Jonah went the opposite way. You do know, let me just sidebar, that when you disobey God, you're going to go down. The text teaches us that he went down to Joppa. He went down into the ship, and next thing he went down to the lower part of the ship, and now he's tossed into the lower parts of the ocean. When you disobey God, you're going to go down. Disobedience will bring about unnecessary storms in our life. Disobedience can have you suicidal. Disobedience, my brothers and sisters, will make you let people do destructive things to you. Disobedience will make you drown. I wish I had a question in here. I wish I had a, a witness in here, somebody. Because Jonah is in a place of disobedience but by the time we look at the text, he is in another place. Can I just flesh that out for a moment? Because I, I just believe that I, I just believe that God knows when it's time for us to come out of our storms. And Jonah now finds himself in prayer. Uh, in chapter two, he is in prayer now. He is in prayer mode. In chapter one, the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and Jonah decided without praying that he was not going to go to Nineveh. You know, whenever you make decisions without seeking the guidance of God, more often than not, the decision is going to delay you are, uh, you're going to be in a bad place. And, and, and some of the worst situations that you can wind up in is being outside of the will of God. Amen, somebody. Jonah, Jonah goes to the boat and he finds himself in the storm and the people on the boat are now in trouble because they're saying, whose God is it? Whose God is it that's causing this storm to come upon us? The text says they go down, they find Jonah, they say, you know it's your God, they was pulling straw. They say, you come on up here. Jonah says, listen, you go on and throw me off the boat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you go on and throw me off the boat because the storm is here because I'm being disobedient. Do you know when you walk in disobedience, you'll find yourself wanting to be suicidal? This brother wants to give up his life. He wants to give up everything that he had. God sends a storm and causes Jonah to be thrown overboard and swallowed up by a fish. Then Jonah prays. He swallowed by a fish. Then Jonah prays. He swallowed up. Then he prays. Because God knows that you won't pray voluntarily. God has a way of preparing a prayer closet of a situation that will cause you to pray. God can put you in some situations where money can't get you out, where friends can't get you out, where family can't get you out, where your boo can't get you out, where we can't get you out. And all you can do is lift up your voice and pray and say, pass me not, oh gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. God will force you on your knees. My, my family, my family, they call me a fool bully. 
they, yeah, they do. They call me a food bully, and I'm okay with it, Dr. Smith, because, you know, I am. I own it now. Uh, because, because I like people, because I like for people to taste something that's really delicious, you know. And so I have this special soup that I make, you know. It's, you know, got a broth base to it, and then I bring it to a creamy base, but it's got, it's got sausage in it, and uh, it's, got, it's just all kind of good stuff in it. You understand what I'm saying? Potatoes in it, and, and it's called Zupa Toscana. It's, you know, they have it over at the, uh, at, at the, at the at, 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 you know, at the restaurant, yeah. But I make it so much better because, you know, how I do it. And so, and, and so I, I told my kids, you know, my kids were younger, and, and I said, you know, y'all need to go on and try this soup right here. And they said, Daddy, we don't, we don't want to try this soup. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. Go on, try the soup because the soup is going to be delicious. You know, I got, got all kind of onions and peppers in it and things like that. I put all kind of nice stuff. They said, Daddy, no, we, we really don't want none of the soup. I said, taste the soup. Because it's, gonna, because, because it's gonna be good to you. And, and, and they taste the soup and they discover that it's good and now they always ask me to make it. But sometimes I have to force you to taste and see what is really good. And God has a way, my brothers and sisters, of forcing us to taste and see that God is good. I wish I had a witness. God says you are going to stand here until you fall on your knees and see what prayer really can do. Yeah. I wish I had a witness. Prayer changes things, my brothers and sisters. Abraham prayed and God healed Abimelech in his whole house. Moses prayed and the fire was quenched. Hannah prayed and conceived Samuel. Samson prayed and his strength was renewed. Hezekiah prayed and 15 years was added to his life. Elijah prayed and it didn't rain for three years and six months. Elisha prayed and the Shulamite woman was raised from the dead. Job prayed and God gave him double for his trouble. Daniel prayed and the mouth of the hungry lion was locked. Jesus prayed and Lazarus was raised from the dead. Peter prayed and Dorcas was raised from the dead. The church prayed and Peter was delivered from chains in the prison. Paul and Silas prayed and there was an earthquake and the dungeon shook and the chains fell off and jail doors opened and a sinner wanted to be saved all because they prayed. You know what I noticed in the text? It gets gooder. It gets gooder because, and I know gooder is not a word, please, I do have an education, but it gets gooder. Because in the Hebrew, the word belly, the belly of the fish, and it was not a whale, it was a fish. It was not a whale, it was a fish. And the belly, in chapter 1, verse 17, the belly is in a masculine form. But in verse chapter 2, verse 1, he's in a feminine form. Okay, okay, what the masculine has become feminine. What was once masculine is now feminine form. What was one thing has now become another thing. What has now come to us is one way, but when we look at chapter 2, it's another way. Because prayer can change a situation from what it was in verse 17 to what it now is in chapter 2. 
when you call on the name of God, it will change your world forever. The term belly in chapter 1 is masculine and is always used to refer to the digestive system. That that's meant to break down. Preach, Harris, I already am. Because it's meant to break down and eliminate and to, uh, to, to, to eliminate what was ingested. That's in chapter 1. But in chapter 2, it's feminine version. The belly does not refer to the digestive system, uh, but it is that that is meant to break down. It's not doing it, but it refers to the reproductive system that is meant to nurture, develop, and to deliver. When it's masculine, it's meant to break me down, but when I pray, my situation becomes a womb that delivers and develops me and nurtures me. So because I prayed, what should have killed me made me stronger. What should have taken me out has given me more strength. Is there anybody here that can testify that the trouble that came in your life is meant to destroy you, but I'm still standing today? And you ain't merely a survivor, but you're standing strong. Is there anybody in here that can testify that our God is a good God? Jonah is persistent, not only in his prayer, he's praying. And I want to encourage you all, if you want your situation straight, you need to learn how to pray. Amen. Amen. But then secondly, Jonah is persistent in his praise. Chapter 9, verse, verse 9, chapter 2 verse, says, says, what? But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Yes, Giving thanks in verse 9 would make sense to me if it was after verse 10. Because verse 10 is when the Lord brings him out. It makes sense to give thanks when you are already out of your situation. That, that describes 95% of the church folk. Amen, somebody. Anybody can give thanks when you're out of it already. Anybody can give thanks when your bills are already paid. Anybody can give thanks when your clean bill of health is on the table. Anybody can run laps around the church when you got two cars in the garage. But God is not impressed with folk that can give thanks when they are already out. God is impressed with the Jonas in the church who can stuck in the middle of it all can say, God, in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my tears, I'm still going to praise you because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Oh, let's just give God some praise right now. Thank you for waking you up. Thank you for starting you on your way. Thank you for putting bread on your table. Thank you for putting clothes on your back. Oh, give God some praise. Because even while I'm in it, and before God brings me out of it, I've learned to thank, thank God no matter what my circumstances are. Thank him when you're broke. Thank him when you're all alone. Thank him when you're sick. 
Thank him when you're in the midst of your divorce. Thank him when your child is locked up in prison. Thank him in the midst of your trouble. I know mama gone, but thank him in the midst of mama being gone. I know daddy ain't never been there. Some of you don't even know your daddy. But thank God, because he's my everlasting father. He's my Hosanna. He's my Prince of Peace. But it gets gooder. Why does Jonah, bless God, I'm going to let you go. I've always read this story wrong. I've always read this story incorrectly. We oftentimes think that the fish is punishment. The fish was not punishment. The fish was protection. The Bible says Jonah testifies about what was happening to him in the water. He said, they, 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 they threw me over into the sea. They threw me overboard. And weeds were wrapped around my neck. In other words, I was dying. I was on my way over. And God is a deliverer. Because God sends an Uber by the way of a fish to come in and pick me up. And he protects me from dying. That's why he started praising God. Is there anybody here that can testify that it wasn't punishment for me? But it was God protecting me. Oh, all of us got some fishes in our lives that God has protected us from. Is there anybody here that can testify that God has been our protection, that he has been our everything? Oh my God, I look at the New Testament. The New Testament talks about we need a sign. They was telling Jesus, we need a sign. We need you to show us a sign. He said, you got a sign back with Jonah because Jonah was thrown in the belly of the fish, but I'm gonna be thrown in the belly of the earth. I wish I had a witness in here. He was thrown in the belly of the earth, but early Sunday morning, he got up with all power, all power in his hands. Our God is so good. My brothers and sisters, and you ought to see that our God is good. Jonah is forced in a place of prayer. He's moved to a place of praise. And he knows why he prays. He praises God. Because God protected him. And I'm telling you today, God is so good, he'll even protect you from yourself. Because there's a whole lot of us in here that you tried to off yourself. But you are standing here alive today. That's God said, no, I protected you. Oh, yeah, you ought to thank God for the layup because God was protecting you from future headaches. You ought to thank God for the broken heart because it was God protecting you from a life of misery. You ought to thank God when you got sick because when you got sick, the doctor was able to find out what was else was going on in your body. You ought to thank God for some of the rough things. I started thanking God for my pain. I started thanking God for the rough times in my life because I know that all things will work together for the good of them that love God in a call according to his purpose. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say for every mountain you brought me over, for every valley
you brought me through. I'm just going to say thank you, Lord. It could have been me outdoors with no food and no clothes. I could have been alone without one friend or just another number with a tragic end. But you didn't see fit to let none of these things be. So every day by your power, you keep on blessing me. So I'm going to say thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. The Bible says that when he came to himself, he's praying in the belly of the fish. And the Bible says that he vomited out Jonah. God called the fish again and he vomited Jonah out of the belly of the fish. And he went straight to Nineveh and everybody gave their lives to God that day. I'm telling you, I don't think he went home and got a suit on. I don't think he went and got uh, freshly cleaned up. But I believe that Jonah went with all the guts, fish guts all over his body. All of the filth and stench of his past. And he went to tell somebody, let me tell you about a God that sits up high and looks down low. Let me tell you about a God that loves me beyond my faults. Let me tell you about a God that is able to fix everything. Let me tell you about a God that if you'll just repent and believe, he will forgive you and look beyond your faults and see your need. Let me tell you about a God. I was once disobedient. He came with the stitch. Don't you worry about your past. Don't you worry about everything you've been. Go with the stench. Tell them a little bit about the funk of your past. Tell them what God has brought you out of. And watch God work a major thing in your life. That's the gospel according to Jonah. God bless you. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Amen. God bless you, brother. The gospel, according to Jonah. I find it funny that what was originally intended to break Jonah down, what was originally intended to destroy him, what was originally intended to wipe him off the face of the earth, God used to produce a womb of worship. Yeah. It's funny how God uses your trouble to push you into a place where it will give birth to worship. Because worship will prompt you into obedience. Worship will prompt you to do what you originally didn't have the strength or the unction to do. Worship will put you in a place where you realize the goodness and the graciousness of God so that you can walk in what it is that he has